Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Bring It On Podcast. I am Erin. I am your host. I might be a bit crazy, sometimes obsessed, a little bit overdramatic probably sometimes, but hey, I'm passionate about what I believe in, and I'm not scared to speak it out loud. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. So, that being said, let's go. What's up, friends? Happy Friday, um, 11-11 today. And a big happy birthday to my husband, who is 38 now, even though he thought he was 38 all last year. I love it. (laughs) It cracks me up. I am so not the only one who, like, doesn't know things. (laughs) Isn't it crazy? The craziest shit you forget. Um... That's cool though. I love it. It was I, I I got a good chuckle out of that, and I'm not making shit out of you, but like it's kind of funny, um, because it just it just is because it's it's funny. So, anyways, hi. Uh, it's been a minute. It's been a couple weeks since I have been in here. Whew, wow, what a what a hellacious two weeks this last two weeks has been. Um, the day before my birthday, an old friend of mine passed away, and um, it really kind of shook me. So, um, that was, that was a little rough and very unexpected. 45, he was not quite 46. We graduated the same year. I actually dated him for a short time when I was in high school. And one of the most amazing, sweetest, smartassest guys you ever wanted to meet. Um, he truly was one of a kind and like the, the best person, um, the best, the best guy. And I'm still, I am pissed that he died the day before my birthday, but he would laugh at me if I said that to him, which I fucking would, but, um, he would have some smart ass remark for that. And I would just have to smile because that's just who he was. And he left, uh, a very big impact in the short time that he was here because 45 years old is way too fucking young to be leaving this world. And, um, I've said a lot of prayers for his family and his kids and friends and, A lot of people I know, um, there's a lot of history there, a lot of history there, but anyways, um, that is the circle of life, I guess, you know, we're here for a short time and none of us knows really how long we're going to be here for. And then one day, poof, we're gone. And that's the way it works. So appreciate each day, tell your people you love them. And if anything I have learned from this is that is to remember to express my feelings for people and that remind people that I care for them and that I care about them um, a lot more frequently than I have. We get tied up in our everyday life and we don't think about those things. And that's normal. I mean, we all do it. But take it a minute each day to remember the things that we're grateful for. Um, it's important. And I've done a lot better at the, you know, either writing down or, you know, saying a prayer every day uh, of the things that I'm thankful for and giving hugs and that. But I feel like I can do better. So I am working going forwards on being better because every hard situation is a lesson. 
And unless we learn those lessons and change and grow from those lessons, those lessons are going to come back. People remember that. So I really, yeah, that's, that's not a lesson I want to be reminded of anytime soon. So love your people. I love you people. And I hope that every single person that listens to this message stops and takes a minute to appreciate the things that we have and the people that we have. I mean, it's the people, man, it is the people. It's not the the crap. It's the people. And I've, this is something that I've understood for years and years. It is the people. Um, and it's something that I have a great appreciation for. And I've expressed that and you guys have heard me talk about this over and over and over again. And I've got another friend who uh, I probably got to see today for a few minutes that has been having some health issues. And um, God, I fucking love this guy. I have such a great appreciation for this man, a lot of respect. And he's been through a lot of hard shit in his life. And um, I, I got to tell you, the first time I met him, he scared the living shit out of me. Walked in here and I was like, whoa, who the fuck are you? And like, where did you come from? Because I was in the bathroom cleaning and I didn't hear anybody come in. And I walked out and I was like, bam, here's this dude standing here. <laughs> and it, and at first sight, he looks a little intimidating. So I was like, holy shit. And um, I've become pretty good friends with him. And I fucking love this guy. He's great. He is, he is a just a totally amazing guy. Um, and he's been having he's a very interesting life. And I don't even know a small portion of it. But just the things that we've talked about over the last I don't know, has it even been it has even been a year, just a few months since um, the first time I met him, like, man, blows my mind. So I was very happy to see him today. He messaged me and he's like, hey, you at the studio? I'm like, I am. So I was happy to see him come bouncing in the door. It's good. Makes my heart feel good. And uh, yeah, so Earlier this week, um, Danielle recorded WTF on Wednesday because I was gone. Um, I was at AI school. If you don't know what AI school is, it's artificial insemination school for cattle. So I was in class up at Calmar at NICC. And each day we had about an hour and a half where we spent in cows is what they call it. So if you don't know how to artificially inseminate a cow, uh, you have to use both hands. One of them is to feel, the other one is to hold the, the AI gun, is what they call it, it's a gun. It's like a long metal stick, basically, is what it looks like with a plunger on the end. So um, you are not just like wrist deep, you are shoulder deep in a cow. It's great. So there's your lovely, literally shitty visual for the day. You are welcome. But I am back. I am back at the studio. And I've been here all day. Well, I guess I went grocery shopping this morning. So I did that. It caught up some stuff because I kind of been running a little hairy carry with my schedule being AFU this week being up to Kalmar. Um, it was good. I learned a lot. Um, I learned that uh, I really, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna be very good at this. Like I can do a lot of different things. And I can do a lot of different things really well, but I don't know if this is going to be one of the things. So I have a lot of self-doubt leaving there, 
because I really struggled with the actual in-cow part and finding the place where you needed to, you actually have to like put the gun through the cervix. And I really struggled with that part. So, um, I don't know. We'll see how shit goes. We'll, we'll just see. Uh, <laughs> and the first, the first ones I get to do is the heifer pen and heifers have a really small cervix. So, and they dance around a lot cause they're nervous cause heifers are dumb. I hate heifers. Oh, I hate heifers. You know, if you don't have cattle, you've never been around cattle before. So, um, heifer is a, a cow that is a not had a calf yet. So they are called a heifer because they haven't had a calf yet. So they're really not a cow yet. That's what determines whether or not they uh, get to be a cow or not. Is after they have the first calf, then they're considered a cow. Well, they're a first calf heifer, and then they're a cow. Anyways, so. Um, they have a very small cervix. So that makes it very difficult to AI. So why not start off with the hardest shit to do? Why not? I mean, that's about my life. So it's just par for the course. It's fine. It's fine. It will be what it will be. I will either be able to do well at it or I'm going to suck. (laughs) And it's one of those things that you get better with practice. So hopefully um, I improve. And, you know, it would be great if I could get a couple heifers to stick and I do a good job and I'm able to do this and we can progress forward. That would be awesome. If not, then I guess Eric gets to go to AI school and Aaron just stays the, gets to stay the gate bitch. What? Oh, that reminds me. I need to order my hat. I'm going to order a stocking hat that says gate bitch on it. Yep. Um, so if there's anybody else out there that you, you happen to be the gate bitch, let me know. And maybe we can just order them together. <laughs> seriously, seriously. So on Wednesday, uh, oh my gosh, Danielle, but, uh, had a brain fart. Danielle recorded WTF, why the fitness. And if you haven't listened to it, go to find her. I shared the podcast in my stories the other day. And um, it's holistically savage, and it has her beautiful face on her, um, on the little avatar thingy or profile picture, whatever the fuck you call it, for the podcast. And it was really good. I really, she really hit a lot of good points on why, why, why do we do the things we do? Why? And some of the things that she touched on were very um, basic stuff, like, being able to physically do the things you want to do. Um, you know, not being winded going up and down stairs, being able to go outside and play with your kids or being able to lift things around the house and move things around the house, have enough strength to be able to pick up a 40 pound bag or, you know, be able to reach, stretch and reach and be able to walk up and down stairs without pain and have energy and all those things. You know, those are those are all amazing things. She did a, she explained it perfectly and paraphrasing it doesn't cut it. So go listen to that episode. It's less than 10 minutes. She was very to the point and um did a great job. So I don't I'm not that. I'm too long-winded for a 10-minute podcast. So, you know, I can't shut up. I talk too damn much. So that's what it is. (laughs) 
You guys know that. Like if I can, if I keep it under 40 minutes, I'm doing good. But that's just, I don't know. God granted me with the gift of gab. So flap my gap is what I do. But hopefully in sharing my thoughts and experiences is helpful to you. Hopefully you get something, even if it's just one little tidbit of good information that helps you in your life. That's like, that's why I do this. That in, you know, to share some of the stupid shit that I do and funny stories because life is funny and we do do stupid shit. And if you can't make fun of yourself, bro, you're too fucking uptight and need to chill. For real. <laughs> For real. Because you can't take life too seriously. Nobody gets out of here alive, right? I mean, really, we don't. So um, yeah, this week was interesting. And oh my God, I got to tell you guys this. So the first day that we were in cows, um, when, <laughs> this is going to get a little graphic, <laughs> but fuck it, here we go. When you sleeve a cow, you have a plastic glove, all that goes all the way up to your elbow, or I'm sorry, up to your shoulder, excuse me, your shoulder, because you're further than elbow deep in this cow's ass, right? Because you have to be able to feel the cervix. That's the whole point is because you have to be able to feel the cervix and be able to move it so that you can manipulate the gun to get it to where it needs to be. Because in the cervix, there are like three rings. Um, There's like flaps. It helps keep um, it's nature's way of helping protect the uterus and inside the horns and the ovaries and all the stuff that's inside, the real important stuff, right? So you don't go in there. You want to stay out of there. But you have to go through the cervix. And there's flaps in there that you have to get through. There's folds of skin that are, okay, in my head or in your head, you think about this and you just think of a circle, Right. But it's not like perfectly circular. So you have to like kind of manipulate it and move it around. So you have to actually get physically get a hold of it. So your arm is all the way up in there. Well, when you're moving around, sometimes your arm will go out and then you have to reach back in. Well, you know what that does? Um, it pulls air into the rectum. Okay, well, y'all know what happens when there is air in the rectum, right? Cow flatulence. <laughs> there was so much farting, there was so much shitting on, and it being shit on, um, and nobody really got super covered with shit, but we were dying laughing at each other about all, I mean, all, it, you can't not laugh, like, you get splattered with shit, and it's funny, it just is funny, especially when it's not you, um, but it's even, it, no, I don't even know, it's probably funnier when it is you, and it, <laughs> There was, I was, I was the oldest one in the group. There was another guy who is a cattle guy, show guy, who's from Edgewood. Every time I would walk past him, the cow would shit. Like they were lined up in stanchions and whether I was going down to the other end or coming back up from the other end, every time I walked past him, he got shit on. (laughs) I'm like, man, I don't know if it's you or if it's me, but I'm thinking it's me. So I'm just going to stay away. I'll make sure that I don't go past you. So then maybe you won't get shit on. Well, yesterday was the third day and we were right next to each other. Our cows were right next to each other. And I'm like, this might be dangerous. And I hold no responsibility for you getting shit on. Oh my God. He got like, she power farted. (laughs) And it was a good thing she'd already pretty much shit everything out. 
So it was just minimal splatter, but it was like the biggest power fart all week. And I was dying. I was laughing so hard. I was in tears. It was hilarious. Cow farts are funny. I might be immature, but cow farts are funny. It was hilarious. I mean, if you could see us all, like we were struggling just to try to find, I mean, because we're all concentrating on what we're doing. And then, you know, we're, oh my God. Oh my God. So it was something else. It was really, it was an experience I will never forget. And it was hilarious and extremely frustrating at the same time. Like the second day, um, I wanted to just leave. I was struggling so bad. I like, I had to walk away and I wanted to leave and it was not good. I was like, I could have broke down in tears. I was so fucking mad. Um, just frustrated because I just couldn't fucking get it. And I don't like to not be able to do something. It really torques me off when I can't accomplish something. And that is a personal thing. That's just who I am. It's just a part of who I am. Like if I'm trying to do something at home or whatever, and I can't get it by myself and I have to ask for help, that pisses me off. I get really angry about that and angry at myself about that. So that's just, that's just, it's just me. It's just who I am. I've always been that way. I don't know what to tell you. I don't like asking for help. So it, it's probably a character flaw someplace along the lines, but that's just, it just is. So I had to walk away and I walked away for about five minutes or so. And I'm like having this internal conversation in my head about, fuck this. This is stupid. I can't do this. I don't even know why I fucking tried to do this. This is dumb. I can't get it. And I fucking suck at this. And I'm probably going to mess up a cow. And that's going to be worse. And I shouldn't be doing this. So and then I'm like, on the other side of that conversation, it's like, listen, bitch, you said you were going to do this. You can do this. You can fucking figure it out. Just go back and do it. Suck it up. Stop being a baby and get back to work. This is the internal internal dialogue I have with myself a lot of times. I know I'm not alone. Like, you want to bitch out and then you have to like smack yourself and be like, no, you can't bitch out on this. And it's like every situation in life, right? I mean, every challenge you face in life pretty much is like you're either going to bitch out and just go tuck tail and hide and quit or you're going to suck it up and you're going to get back to work. Fitness and nutrition is no different than this. I mean, it is just basic shit. You're either doing it or you ain't. And you're either showing up for yourself or you ain't. There, there is no, like, that's just the way it works. Does I mean, I'm not, ouch, asking for perfection out of anybody. That was weird. I just had something catching my hip. Sorry. Um, I don't ask for perfection out of anybody. Nobody does. Well, okay, maybe. I'm not going to say that. I'm not saying nobody does. But that's not the expectation of, I don't expect anybody to be perfect. I don't expect the people I coach to be perfect. I don't expect myself to be perfect because that shit's just unreasonable. And I mean, I know that there's people out there that are that obsessed. I'm pretty obsessed, but I'm not that obsessed. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with somebody else being that obsessed. That's their jam. That's cool. That's what they want. That's cool. I'm down for it. Like, go fucking kill it. And I'm going to cheer you on. I'm not going to sit over here and nitpick you because you want to be perfect at this. I have no, no qualms with that whatsoever. But I do have qualms with 
people pissing and moaning when they're not putting in the work and not getting the results of whatever it is that they're trying to do. That that's that's bitching out. And like if you're not resilient enough to do things for yourself, you're not resilient enough to do anything for anybody else either. So there's that little tidbit. And I'm not saying perfection, right? And I'm never, ever, ever. The only time, the only time I am like want something to be absolutely perfect is in a photograph that I take and I edit. I want my photograph, I want my finished product to be absolutely perfect to the image that I have in my head. That's it. That's what I want. That is the only, the only place in life like that I insist on perfection. And that's how I got to be um, able to do what I was able to do because I was obsessed. And I burnt myself out because of it. So there's that side of things. That's always fun, isn't it? Shoot. That one's empty. Oh my gosh. It's dry out. And it is cold. Like, what the hell? Hello, hard left. We're going to talk about the weather for a second. Thank you for Bipolar Mother Nature for gifting us with some really beautiful days this week. Um... And then for bending us over and ramming it in dry with today. It's great. Oh, my God. Oh, though our Girls on the Run 5K was on Sunday. We didn't do it last Saturday because it was rainy and cold and crappy. So we bumped it to Sunday. And it was beautiful. It was perfect. It was sunny, a little breeze, and it was cool out. I mean, not like cold, cold, but for November, it was fantastic. And the girls all did awesome. I'm super proud of them. We had our last practice last night, and um, at the last practice, we have a card made up for each girl. has their name on it, and everybody goes around, and they write something on that girl's card. Some things, um, some things that they write, they're like, eh, I don't know what to say, and so they get kind of just cheesy, but sometimes they really put some thought into it and are very heartfelt messages and very encouraging messages for their teammates. And they do write we messages for the coaches too. I have not gone and read mine, um, but I have, uh, is this the first one? Mm, fall 2021. Yeah. So I have the one from fall 21 hanging up here on my wall. And I do believe that that was our first season for Girls on the Run here at Jessup. And it's so cool to see where these girls have gone. Um, Actually, I don't think that was, I think 2020. Yeah, it was 2020 was the first. Oh, shit. I don't even know. Gosh, dang it. No, 2021 was not the first year. This is not, it was not year one. Oh, my God. Get it together, Erin. I think, uh, did we start in 2019? Because it was before COVID. Yeah, it must have been 2019 we started it Um, because it was before COVID and then like all the BS with COVID and that season for that year was, it was something else. I'm just going to leave it alone and not going to go down that rabbit hole, but the, because that's not the point of the program. 
The point of the program is to teach these girls how to handle tough situations, to equip them with tools that they can use, easy things to remember that they can use when they are struggling. Because let's be honest, when you're a kid, being a kid is hard. You can't just tell somebody to fuck off and walk away, right? Like you can as an adult. Because you can't do that as an adult. I mean, you can do that as a kid, but you get in trouble because you dropped an F-bomb at somebody and you were disrespectful and, you know, whatever. I mean, if you tell your boss to fuck off and you walk away, you're probably going to get fired. But, you know, I didn't say that there were not repercussions <laughs> for saying that to people. But um, it's it's a there are a lot of tools that they, they have in this curriculum that teaches the girls how to, A, process a situation and think about the situation. Like if they're in a tough situation, you know, first off to recognize like, why is this situation happening to me? Is this person like just having a rough time in life and like maybe how I react can help them? Or are they just a jerk and I just got to like handle that? Or, you know, there's a whole lot of different situations and there's so many different things that go into it, so many different factors. And our goal is to teach them to be better able to handle their emotions and process difficult situations and deal with difficult situations, all while encompassing it it to building to a goal. So the 5K... The program is not only emotional, but it's physical. But when you couple the two together, it's empowering because when they first start, if we went out and we ran a 5K at the beginning of the season, oh my God, they would be crushed, most of them, because they haven't ever done it. This is their introduction into running outside of like gym class. So we build, right? We're training them mentally and training them physically to be more mentally strong, more emotionally capable, and physically strong as well. And as you build through the season, you know, our training time increases and the difficulty of the training kind of increases a little bit with the activities and then the laps that we run. So they're training this whole time for a 5K. But our focus is on the curriculum. So they're really not focus so much on the running part of it, because that can be a total mind screw when you're just focused on just the running, especially at that age, because that seems like an insurmountable thing. Running 3.1 miles. When your legs are little, that's a long ass ways. I mean, if you compare step to step, that would be like me running a 10k probably, because their legs are about half as long as mine. So it's, it's really... So it's a culmination throughout the season on a build of what we can teach these girls, confidence, um, communication skills, how to understand your emotions and recognize your emotions and how to handle those emotions and how to recognize like what other people are going through, you know, putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and seeing things from their perspective. We could all take a lesson from that, like for real on a daily. That's huge. And if they can learn to think about these things and kind of just ingrain that into their heads moving forwards, and they can kind of remember those, then it's just going to be easier for them moving forward. And they're going to be, you know, 
hopefully more emotionally stable and able to handle difficult situations. And by adding the 5k at the end, the, you know, the training, the culmination up to the 5k with all that training and all that work that they did, then they go out and they do this event. And like some of them crush it, that every single one of them improved, every single one of them, whether they like, even like live, live walked the whole 5k, or pretty much the whole 5k. But she did not want to do Goder this year. And because she hates running, she says, I'm like, bro, you play soccer. You're doing it no matter whether you want to or not. I don't force my kids to do activities typically that they don't want to do. I do force them to finish the season. Um, uh, save one. The softball thing did not fucking fly. But and that was a combination of me and her. But that's the only thing that I have let her get out of. Um, but she did it. She walked the whole thing. And she was kind of begrudging the whole time. But she participated in the, the um, lessons at every practice. And she has changed. And I don't like I don't care if they walk it or if they run it, how fast they run it, if they walk, run, skip, crawl, whatever, how, whatever works for them. That's how they do it. It's it's no different than you or me going and signing up for um, a 5k or 10k or half marathon or whatever, and just going out and doing it just to accomplish the goal. They each accomplished the goal. And every single one of them was proud of themselves when they came across that finish line. Every single one of them. They made it through 10 weeks of lessons, 10 weeks of two days a week of running laps around the softball field, which is super boring. Um, and doing, we did our community impact project, our project at, um, on Tuesday. And they decided that um, they would do like a kid's story hour at the Jessup Public Library. And it was an amazing idea. And it turned out really well. You know, obviously, we would have loved to have more little kids there, but we didn't. And it was they still there still were like 28 people there between parents and children. And the kids were engaged. The girls had a great time. They were excited to read. They created coloring pages from the books and handed those out. So the kids had a coloring page or, or 10 because um, we had two pages for each group and we had three groups. So that's like what? Um, six coloring pages, I guess is what it was. And they had a great time and they really got to show little kids, you know, it allowed them an opportunity to be a little bit of a mentor, you know, to younger kids, reading books to younger kids. And it was really good. I loved the idea when it was brought up during practice. And it was it was not exactly that idea. We kind of morphed it a little bit as we talked about it. But it turned out really well. And they felt good. At the end of the day, they were all excited to do it. And they left feeling proud when we left practice on Tuesday. It was great to see. So, and then last night we had our last practice and they all wrote notes to each other on each other's cards. And, you know, hopefully going forwards, they remember that this group of girls, they're their team, that they're there to support each other, whether or not they're friends um, throughout the school year or even five minutes from 
leaving practice or whatever, but they know that they have a support system there in, in, the, in their teammates. Because that's one thing that we really focus on is being a good teammate, whether you're friends or not. And, you know, granted, we had a few little hiccups here and there, but that's to be expected when you're working with a group of kids for 10 weeks, you're going to have little head butting issues and this and that and some little piss and matches, but you had to handle those situations. And we helped navigate those situations. And sometimes there were a couple that the coach just had to take charge and we're not doing this. And then we discuss why we're not doing this. And like, how's that going to make you feel if somebody treated you like that? And usually that is responded by silence or responded with silence. So it was, it was great. It was good. I liked doing it. Um, you know, it is a lot of work. It's a big time commitment. You know, it's an hour and a half practice two days a week and it runs right along with soccer season, which is, um, you know, three practices a week and then games on Saturdays, um, as their coach and some of these girls I saw six days a week. The only day I didn't see them was on Sunday. So like you grow, they're like my surrogate kids. <laughs> um, had somebody told me 10 years ago that I would be, I would feel so fulfilled by coaching little girls, um, third and fourth grade girls or third through sixth grade girls that I would actually like appreciate that so much, I would have thought they were crazy. I would have thought, no way would I know. But honestly, it's been so good for me. Um, it's actually kind of grounded me, I feel like, in a lot of ways and, and kind of reined me in a little bit to what's really important. And what's really important is this next generation, I mean, if you think about it, these are the little fuckers that are going to take care of us when we're old and crapping and under pants. So think about that for a second. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's not, I mean, that's not my motivation for doing this. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, it is funny because it's true. But that's not the point. You know, that's not the reason why. The reason why I started doing this is I had heard about the Girls on the Run program. And I'm like, oh, I like to run now. I didn't used to. But like having something like this program when I was a kid would have been really helpful, I feel like. And um, why shouldn't I be the one that says, hey, let's do this? And because um, nobody had brought it here. Nobody had ever really heard of it except Ashley. And um, I approached her about it and initially and I'm like hey so like if I need help with coaching are you would you be willing to and she's like well I can probably help some and she has been there for all of it all of it and I mean she pretty much keeps our poop in a group because she's the organized one and I'm not so she has been an amazing asset to have Ashley Lang and um it, and she's a coach she is she is a business coach and that's what she does for a living. So like if you're looking for a business coach that will like stay keep you accountable, um go talk to Ashley. Gold digger. G O A L Gold Digger. Um Ashley Lang. 
is who she is. And she's here in Jessup and she's fucking amazing. Uh, I cannot thank her enough for sticking this out with my like spur of the moment idea to bring a goater team to um, Jessup. And actually her sorority in college, that was their main deal or their main um, thing that they supported was Girls on the Run. So she kind of was kind of obligated. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. And then we have added a couple coaches since then. Uh, Casey D'Souza, who is like one of the coolest people I know. She's just the sweetest person. It's so funny. The dynamic between among us is, um, and uh, Megan Junkie started helping us out some this year too, and she's a hoot. But Casey is like, she's like the nice one, right? And her tolerance level for bullshit is way higher than mine and way higher than Ashley's. Ashley and I are like nipping it immediately. (laughs) We're like the quote mean coach because we we're like, we make them listen, we redirect and we don't like do it in a nicey nice manner. It's very matter of fact. We're not mean. I mean, some of the girls would think that we're mean sometimes, but we're very, we're direct where there's, there's no fluff and stuff. This is what it is. And it's the, it's not, I'm not here to coddle you. I am here to teach you things and coach and you're here to participate and learn things. And that's the structure. And that's just how we operate. And I feel like it goes really well. We stay on track for the most part. And I mean, this group of girls, oh my gosh, there was enough of them that is a big group. There's 18 girls and they have a tendency to get a little bit rowdy when you get all of these girls together. And it's also kind of a drawback almost with me coaching them, a bunch of them for soccer and for girls on the run, because like you have a little bit different rapport with these girls. They know you really well. They know me really well and they know what they can get away with. And they also know what they can't. And when I'm like, uh, dude, then they know that like, no, we ain't ain't doing that. But it's, it's funny because they know me better than the other girls. So when you don't, so they're more comfortable with me. And that's kind of, that's kind of almost a drawback because then they feel more comfortable so they could kind of push their limits a little bit more. Or they're chatty. They just talk. That's the biggest thing is they just get chatty. And then they talk over each other and it's just like, oh my God, shut up. (laughs) Everybody, you're being rude. And that's kind of how we do it. Kind of sort of like girls, listen, listen. And, um, but it's, it's fun. It's been so cool to get to know them and like knowing their personalities and the things, you know, you see their strengths and you see their struggles and, you know, we've had some conversations one-on-one. I have, and I'm sure Ashley has too, with some of the girls about things that they're struggling with. And and I'm glad that we have that ability to be able to help them. Like that they feel comfortable enough to come to us with a problem. Whether it's like something that we can help them with, you know, directly, or if we Like we haven't encountered any like super serious problems. I'm not saying that we we ever will or we ever won't, but we've not encountered any like really bad shit that we've had to like, oh my God, we really need to do something. You know, we need some help here. Like stuff like with friends typically and and maybe, you know, like or a sibling issue or something like that or, you know, nothing really serious. We've 
our group of girls, they're very blessed for the most part. And they come, you know, we have a very strongly knit community here. And you can see that in these girls. And um, it's cool. It's great to see. I feel like, you know, I feel like it feels like home here. And I didn't go to school at Jessup. I went to Indy. And, um, you know, I've been welcomed into this community, which is pretty awesome. And I try to give back as much as I possibly can. So some days it makes family life a little bit difficult because I have stacked up things that I'm doing between the studio here and work and practice and other practice and games and stuff with coaching. But, you know, overall, I don't feel like it's a huge detriment, um, because I am able to pretty much take care of the things that I need to take care of. And I still spend time with my family at home and, you know, all those things. I'm still mom. And (laughs) even though I coach my daughter, when we're like, when we're practice or we're on the field, I'm not mom, I'm coach. So we have had a couple times where we had to make that distinction. I think I talked about that at that one soccer game. I think I talked about that on here. Um, But it's just, it's been very rewarding. And I have a great appreciation for the parents who entrust their kids with us. You know, that's, that says something. And um, because we have a responsibility, you know, we have a lot of responsibility as as a coach, you have a lot of responsibility because these kids trust you that whatever you say, they take at face value. So, you know, that's, that's big responsibility because there's so many things that could go badly with that. And, you know, you hear about things that are bad, man, I would, I would just be sick if anything bad ever happened to any of these girls. And, you know, even even now, you know, a few years into this, seeing them progress and what they're doing now with like their activities. There's some girls that like they were like, I can't run. They're doing cross country now and they're doing well. They are very committed. They are stepping out of their comfort zones, trying new things. Um, you know, why not? You know, and we've we've had discussions and I've had discussions with each group about, you know, trying new things. And just because something seems scary doesn't mean that it's not doable. If if something if something scares you, that probably means you should probably do it. Like if something seems challenging, go do it. What are you out? Like what are you out? I mean, unless it's something okay, obviously there's outliers, right? We're not gonna talk about that. We're talking about in general. And holy hell, I've been yammering on for 42 minutes. Holy cheese, it's Batman. So, I don't know. I really wasn't planning on talking all that much about Goder today, but here we are. So, if you are, um, if your school doesn't have a Girls on the Run program, and this is something that sounds like it would be a good addition for your school, and you got questions about it, dude, like holler. Um, I would be happy to help you. I've already directed a couple other people on how to get in touch with the Girls on the Run people and get the program set up at their school. It's a great program. There is a program for boys too. It's called Let Me Run. I do not know the contact people for those, but I know somebody that's a coach. So anybody that is interested in it for boys, um, 
again, reach out and I can make a couple connections and get you in touch with those people probably pretty easily. Or you can go to their website too. So uh, Girls on the Run, uh, I think it's Girls on the Run, Iowa. I don't remember the website, girlsontherun.org or something like that. But I mean, Google's your friend, right? Type it in the search bar or let me run for the boys. But it's a great program. Um, it's all a lot of volunteer stuff. You know, we do when we do our 5k, I have uh, people come help, you know, Dustin Bain and Diane Bain from Inspired Living Chiropractic did our water stop again this year. And thank you, Dustin and Diane, you guys are awesome. I appreciate the support so much. And then uh, one of my old girls on the run, Emery Schmudlock, and her a couple of her cousins, manned and a few of my old girls on the run girls from last year and the year before manned the water station here at the studio. So that was super fun. And they had a great time. And I appreciate them so much. And it's just it's great. It's good to see them giving back too. So it also shows, you know, the program also shows these kids that like, how ways to give back to their community and how they can help other people. Because really, in the grand scheme of things, isn't that what we're here for? Like to help each other out. That's, that's what we're here for. That's my like mission in life is to help other people. That's, that's my thing. And I seeing other people do the same thing and give back just it makes me makes my heart swell. And to know that I might have had a little bit of a influence on helping them do that. That's even like more rewarding. So all right, I think that's it. I'm going to stop blabbing your ear off and verbally vomiting into your ear balls today. So happy Friday. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, yeah, and if you have questions about anything, you know, girls on the run, fitness, nutrition, whatever, um, I mean, I am happy to help anybody. You know, I give out information, shit that I've learned the easy way, stuff that I've learned the hard way. Um, I'm a connector of people. It's kind of one of the things that I do. So I love people. I know all kinds of people all over the place that do all kinds of different things. So, you know, if I can help you in any way, don't be afraid to ask. If I don't know, I probably know somebody that does. So I am the annoying person that makes friends wherever I go. And it's only annoying to the people I'm traveling with because they're like, oh my God, you fucking talk to everybody everywhere you go, especially my kids. <laughs> it makes them crazy. Oh my God, mom, you don't stop talking. I'm like, well, here we go. This is what you got. This is what you got for a mom. So that's it. Have a happy Friday. Have a happy weekend. Keep the dirty side down, friends, and I will catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening today. I appreciate you guys so much. Really, honestly, I do. Have a kick-ass day.